Well, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and uh, get your Bibles out and get your notes. We're going to talk for just a few minutes about another name of God. And his name is, to my right, your left, unchanging. Unchanging. That's one of his names that we're going to look at today. So you can follow along in your notes and you can... Uh, Follow along in your Bible. We've got a lot of people watching online. We want to thank everyone for being with us today. Thank you. And we're going to look at the unchanging one. So the technical name is Lo Shahana. Lo Shahana. How, how would you like to have that for a, for a name? Going to grade school, that would be kind of tough, but it, it is obviously a beautiful name. And the, uh, the meaning of Lo Shahana is unchanging changing. Now, how many know we're living in a world that changes dramatically? Every minute, the world's changing. Things faster, more information. Maybe even unsettling. Kind of wish my kids grew up in the kind of way I grew up. It's not the way it is because things are just like, like changing. I mean, technology and now we got AI and I mean, things are, things are moving rapidly. We change. We get older. Some of us get bigger, wider, grayer. Things that used to work don't work like they used to. And we're called to be a people that change. We're supposed to be followers of Jesus Christ, so we are called to change. The Bible says that we are changed from glory to glory, and I'm hoping today that you are different. I hope that you're loving Jesus a little bit more. I hope that you're not the same person, God forbid, that you go back to your class reunion and people say you haven't changed a bit. I mean, I know what they're saying, but that's not good because we should be changing, right? We should be different. Our attitude should be different than it was 10 years ago. So we're in this world that is changing. We are changing. And yet we crave stability. We hunger for something that is secure and something that we can hang on to. Are you all with me? All right, we finally got the choir seated, so now we can go. Okay. Everybody's looked at the choir. We're living in this crazy, changing world, and yet as humans, like, we crave and desire something stable, something that's not going to shift, something that's not going to change. And that's the beauty of this name here today, Lo Shahana. He's the unchanging one. 
So the big idea is this. In this crazy world that we're living in, you can count on at least one thing from God, and that is he is not going to change. He's solid, man. He's stable. He is going to be there. You don't have to wake up and wonder, what's God going to be like? Is he going to change? No. Your wife may change. Your kids may change. Your, your boss may change. Your president may change. But you can count on that we have a God that is unchanging. And in your notes, you're going to see the, the first illustration of his name is in Malachi. That's an Old Testament uh, a, 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 a book. And it says this, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, Belial, you are not consumed. I like that. That word there, consumed, I want you to circle it in your notes. I want you to circle it in your Bible. That's a really cool word, and it means this. God says, I don't change, so Belial, you will not be destroyed. God is stable and consistent and solid. Therefore, you and I are not going to be destroyed. Now, I know there's some of you here today, you... You, you maybe had a week like me. There was a couple moments th this week where I thought, thought I was going to be consumed. Thought I was going to be destroyed. Yet in the midst of that, watch this, I can go to the rock. I can go to God. I can go to Loshana. I can go to the God who doesn't change. And because he doesn't change, I'm not destroyed. I'm not consumed. So i got some really good news for you today. Whatever you're going through, it is not going to consume you because we serve a God that doesn't change. Now, whenever the Bible repeats itself, that means that you and I need to really pay close attention to it. One time is powerful, two times is dramatic. So God says, watch this in your notes, look a little bit further in Lamentations. That's another book, and God's going to repeat himself. Why? Because he wants Belial to get it. And so he says it a second time. How, how many moms know what I'm talking about? You say something to your kids one time, when you say it twice, they better pay attention. And that's what God does in Lamentations. Watch this. Look at it. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. We're not destroyed. We're not defeated. We're not going under. We're not going to crash and burn. Why? Because he's a God that doesn't change. He's unchanging. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good for those whose hope is in him to the one who seeks him. We talked about that a couple, couple weeks ago. Every day, every morning, God shows up, and he says to you and me today, I change not. You can count on me. I'm going to be here morning by morning by morning. Have you ever woken up and thought to yourself, the sun is not going to come up today? No. Why? Because, like, the sun is supposed to come up. 
and it comes up every morning. It may change on when it comes up in the timing, but the sun always rises. And that's what the writer's saying. Your mercies are new every morning, therefore, I'm not going to be consumed. I'm not going to be destroyed. I serve an unchanging God, and in a world that's always changing, I can count on one thing. Just as the sun is going to rise in the morning, God, you're going to be there for me, and I'm not going to be consumed or destroyed. And that's really, really good news. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that one solo clap. I'm not the only one that believes this. I know you do. There's a guy by the name of Thomas Chisholm who believed this. You, you might think, oh, this guy had it all together. This guy had a ton of money in the bank. No problems. Life was good. And this guy, Thomas Chisholm, wrote the old hymn that I know you love, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Watch this. There is no shadow of turning with thee. That means that, that, that he's always constant. He's always there. There's never a shadow. So Thomas Chisholm wrote this beautiful song. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Now I know you're thinking, this guy must have had a lot of money. He must have had it all together. No problems, no worries. Truth is, Thomas Chisholm, man, was, he suffered greatly. Believe it or not, he was, a, he was a Methodist pastor. And he struggled. He struggled with his, 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 his body. He was always sick. And because he was always sick, he could never, like, hold a job and never really accomplished anything. You'd think. But in the midst of his suffering, in the midst of his pain, in the midst of his sickness and disease and struggling, trying to make payments and bills and trying to keep his head above water, Thomas Chisholm knew something that we know today, and that is this. God, you're unchanging. And your faithfulness is great. And just as the sun is going to come up, Tomorrow morning, I can count on you. And Thomas Chisholm gave us an incredible psalm that is sung, a hymn of beautiful worship that is sung all over the world every single day. Great is thy faithfulness, God. I know you don't change. And because you don't change, I'm not going to be consumed. I'm not going to be destroyed. I'm not going to go under because great is your faithfulness. Are y'all with me this morning? Listen to what he said. I love this. He said, God has given me many wonderful displays of his providing care, for which I am filled with astonishing gratefulness. The guy's sick his whole life. He has no money. And yet he has the ability of realizing that God doesn't change because God doesn't change. He's not consumed. He's not destroyed. And he can wake up every single morning and say, great is thy faithfulness. Now, I'm going to give you six real quick points 
principles, life lessons that you can live by. Because God doesn't change, because his faithfulness is great, there's something that you can do in your life with your kids, on the job, in your neighborhood, in your community. Because God doesn't change, you're not going to be consumed. You're not going to be destroyed. So here's six principles. Are you with me? Number one, because God doesn't change and his faithfulness is great, here's the first point. I can live boldly. I like that. Boldly. Everyone say boldly with me. And I think that's a fill in the blank in your notes. You can just write that word in boldly. I can live boldly. Boldly. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that the righteous, it doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we have it all together. It doesn't mean that we have halos over our head when we wake up in the morning. It just means that we're followers of Christ. When you follow Christ, the Bible says you can be bold as a lion. And because Christ doesn't change and you're not consumed, you and I can live Boldly. You know what my prayer for Belle Isle Community Church is? That you and I will live boldly. You know what John did a few minutes ago? He said he was scared, he wanted to pray for me, and he wanted to give me a word. And I'm glad that he did that because it illustrates, and we didn't plan that, it illustrates that, that, that as believers, because God doesn't change and we can count on him, we can live boldly. And what John did was boldness. And I like that. The righteous are bold as a lion. You know, our prayer for you is, moms, that you'll be bold. Dads, that you'll be bold. That you'll push through your comfort zone and do something you've never done before and live boldly. We only have one life to live, and now is not the time to be timid. We're scared. We're fearful. As a church, we're in a new season. And I believe it's a season of boldness. Are y'all with me? Watch this. Boldness does not mean you have to be ugly. We got enough ugly people out there. We got enough mean people out there. I don't want you to be mean. I don't want you to be ugly. I want you to be bold. Doing things you've never done before. Stepping out a little bit and and trusting God just a little bit more and being bold in your faith. Why is it that there is a silent minority out there that is really bold and they're pushing agendas? And they're not good agendas. They're not healthy agendas. They're not, they're not biblical agendas. Yet they are so passionate and bold about their beliefs. And yet we as Christians, we're just passive. Well, I just want to be like Jesus. Really? Jesus was bold at times. And I don't want you to be ugly. I don't want you to be mean. I don't want you to be controversial. I just want you to be bold. You live boldly and ask God to help you to do things you've never done before. When you're on the job and on lunch break someone's talking to you and and they're telling you their problems, 
Don't say, I'll pray for you. Don't say that. See, that's what we used to say. I'll pray for you. And guess what? Most times, like, we don't pray for them. And, and I don't, you don't either. This time, because we're in a season of boldness, we got a new church, we got new paint on the building, we got a new name. It's a time for newness. This time say, no, I'm not going to tell them I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray for them. And you just take them by the hand and you just say a word of prayer for them. See, that's boldness. That's something you've never done before. That's something that makes you uncomfortable. I can tell right now, you are, some of you are freaking out. Pastor Scott's asking us to pray for somebody. You'd be amazed the impact when you grab one of your employees by the hand and simply say, can I pray for you? And you just pray for them. That's boldness. Peter and John had boldness. The guy was begging on the street. He wanted money. And Peter and John says, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I'm going to give to you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. I like that. That's the kind of church I want to be a part of. I don't have all the answers. I don't have a lot of money. But what I do have, I'm going to give you in the name of Jesus. Guess what happened? He got up and walked. He got up and walked. The guy was healed. Peter and John didn't say, I'm going to pray for you. Peter and John didn't say, call the church and get on the prayer list and we'll go pray. No. Peter and John says, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. That's exactly what happened. And when you and I live boldly, God's going to show up in a new way. Because he's an unchanging God and his faithfulness is great, you and I can live boldly. Number two, you and I can forgive continually. Because God doesn't change and he's stable you and I can not only live boldly, but we can forgive continually. Look what Jesus said on the cross. By the way, his last few words. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. See, there's some people here right now. You've been hanging on to bitterness, and you've been hanging on to resentment. You've been hanging on to unforgiveness. And guess what? We're in a new season, and because God doesn't change, he expects you to change, and he expects you to forgive continually. I forgave five people on the way to church today. As I'm going 70 miles an hour, five people were in my path. And guess what? I didn't get mad. I forgave them. I didn't let it get under my skin. I just forgave them. Oh, and by the way, can I just give a, a public service announcement? When there's three lanes <laughs> on the interstate, fast lane, middle lane, slow lane, 
when you are driving 35 miles an hour on I-4 and you're in this lane, you're in the wrong lane. See, see you, you don't even belong here. Now, I've seen you on the road. I've seen your bumper sticker. If you have a Belle Isle Community Church bumper sticker on the back of your car, do not go 40 miles an hour in this lane. You're supposed to be in this lane. And I don't care if you go 20 miles an hour, stay in the lane on the right-hand side of the road. And that's why I had to forgive these people. Because they're going 32 miles an hour, and you're allowed to go 70. So if you're in this lane, how fast do we go? 70 plus. In this lane, you can go 50. In this lane, you can go 22. I don't care. Just do not do 22 in this lane. We're going to have a test next week. And if, if everyone did that, they would make my life so much easier. Thank you. Forgive continually. Now, guess what? There is somebody in your life who you need to forgive. Not once, not twice, but 70 times seven and then even more. And I don't like that. I think there should be a cap. What's 70 times 7? What is that? 490. That, that ought to be like, that's, that's pretty gracious living. But Jesus says, I want you to go beyond 490. And sometimes, I don't know about you, it's fun to hang on to a little bit of unforgiveness. Because you think you're right and they're wrong. And it's kind of fun to hang on to it a little bit. You know what? After a while... It will eat you up, and it will destroy you. So by you and I hanging on to that unforgiveness, it's not hurting them. It's hurting you. And we got to learn to forgive continually because they don't know what they're doing. And guess what? Neither do you. You don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. I'm living life just like you. I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think we need to come to a healthy place. Some of you are here today, and you think that you know what you're doing. And you love judging other people and looking down on other people and, and, and frustrated when people don't meet your expectations. Guess what? I don't know what I'm doing, and neither do you. And Jesus said it. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Your family member, or your boss, or your employees, or your neighbor come to the conclusion that they don't know what they're doing. And that's why you need to forgive all the time, every day of the week. Can I get an amen? Now, I've got a confession that I've got to make. And my wife knows this. 
She's the only one who knows it. Staff parish doesn't know what I'm getting ready to say. The leadership team doesn't know what I'm getting ready to say. The staff doesn't know what I'm getting ready to say, but I want to make a confession. Getting awful quiet in here. Here it is. Something has gone wrong with my golf swing. Now, this is a big deal. Big deal for me. Something has gone wrong with my driver. Two weeks ago, it was beautiful, and God was glorified, and I was happy. I went to play this week, and I kid you not, I hit 10 balls off of one tee box, and not one of them went where they're supposed to go. Three went this way, left. Three went that way, right. Three went straight up. Not a one of them went further than 10 feet. And I almost had a panic attack. Because I'm like, I've got all these clubs. I've got all these golf shirts. I've got a garage full of golf balls and tees and gloves. And I'm falling apart right here in front of What's funny, Austin was in the golf cart. He drives the golf cart for me. And because his eyesight is a little off because of the accident, his hearing is beautiful. So he sits in the golf cart, and I'm hacking away, and he's like, that wasn't good. (laughs) Second one, boom, that wasn't good either. (laughs) Ten times. And my mind's going 100 miles an hour. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm... Counting on playing golf for the rest of my life. I've invested all these money in the clubs and golf shirts and tees and balls, and I'm like, I'm panicking. And also, like, oh, that wasn't good. Ten times, wasn't good. I know something's wrong, but I don't know what I'm doing. Is it is it my elbow? Is it I'm not bending my knees? I'm not keeping my head straight. I'm not turning my shoulder. I'm not thrusting through. I don't know. Something's wrong. But I don't know what I'm doing. And guess what? That person that you're holding on to unforgiveness, bitterness, the anger that you have, and the resentment that you have, you know something's wrong, and they know something's wrong, but they don't know what they're doing. That's why you need to release them. Because God doesn't change, and because he doesn't change, that means that you and I can forgive continually. Oh, but Pastor Scott, you don't know. No, I don't know. But I know this. The Bible says, forgive as Christ forgives you. How many are grateful today that Christ forgives us? I see your hand. 13 of you. What about the people about me? Come on. <laughs> Forgive as Christ forgives you. So we live boldly and we forgive continually. Forgive me. I forgive you. That's just what we do. And we move on because God doesn't change. He wants us to live a life of forgiveness.
Can I get an amen? Number three, real quickly. Bruce, come on up. I love this one. Because God doesn't change, because his mercies are new every morning, because his faithfulness is great. Number three, I can give unselfishly. I can give unselfishly. Now watch this, church. I am not talking about money. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about your time. I'm talking about you giving yourself to other people. My prayer for Belle Isle Community Church is that we will be people that give unselfishly. When we're tired, we give our time to people. When we're frustrated, we give our love to people. We forgive, we give unselfishly. There's a scripture in there, Second Corinthians, I'm not going to read it, but don't limit this just to money. Think of it as your time, your energy, your love. Give unselfishly. On Friday morning, Eric and I and a couple guys are heading down to Cuba to give unselfishly. We have a sister church in, in, in Las Tunas. And they are killing it down there. The church is overflowed. You can't get in the church. You walk down the street and head to church and the music is Worshiping, and these people are incredible. They are growing like crazy. This church has given them enough money to buy three pieces of property down there. They're expanding so much. They have 120 kids in their, in their, in their Bible school. They need more space. And this church, because God doesn't change and his faithfulness is great, we give unselfishly. And we've given and, we give, and we're bringing cash down to get, allow them to buy more property. It's beautiful. I got an email from the pastor a couple weeks ago, and you guys have helped out to this. I said, hey, what do you need us to bring? He said this. He says, would you please bring, I find this hard to believe. He says, our pastors, they don't have deodorant, and they don't have razors. Would you bring down some razors and deodorant for pastors? Now, this is 90 miles south of Miami. Now, I'm not kidding. Those people live on 28 bucks a month. Doctors, lawyers, pediatricians, mechanics, everybody lives on $28 a month. They are struggling. So much so, I, I don't want to tell Eric this here, but uh, the, the, the State Department is given a warning about going down to Cuba. Because people are so desperate that they're starting to rob, they're starting to steal, survive. I was there a couple months ago to, to deliver some money for them to buy another, another house. The pastor took me to the, 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 the grocery store. I'm going to take a picture this, this week, and I'm going to show you. An entire grocery store completely empty of nothing but canned pineapple for seven dollars a can. Kid you not. See, because God's faithfulness is great and he doesn't change, like, we can do something about that. We can give unselfishly. That pastor doesn't have deodorant, we're going to bless him. They don't have razors, we're going to bless him. They don't have enough land or, or buildings to expand, we're going to bless him. Why? Because that's just what you do. 
because God doesn't change, that causes us to give unselfishly. And I want to thank you for your giving. I want to thank you for your generosity. It's making a huge impact. The time we had down there was incredible because God is moving and we want to be a part of that because God's faithfulness is great. Number four, you still with me? I got four minutes. Come on. Live boldly. I can forgive continually. I can give unselfishly. Here's the next one. This is good. I can, I can trust completely. I can trust completely. Jeremiah 17, verse 8. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a, a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. Why? Because we can trust God completely. Now, let me ask you a, a question here today. How many of you are facing something that is out of your control? Can I see your hand? Oh, you, doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you're going through. You're facing something that's out of your control. Yeah, all right. Guess what? When you are faced with something out of your control, that's when you come to the place where you say, I'm going to trust you completely. I don't have it all figured out. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what to do. But I'm going to trust you completely. Bruce played that song, Tis So Sweet. It's a beautiful hymn of the church. It says this. Tis so sweet to what? To trust in Jesus. Just to, just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to hear, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. Oh, for grace. To what? To trust you more. See, God's going to bring you to a place where you're simply just going to have to trust in him. I've got something in, in my family and in my life that we're going through right now, and it's something, by the way, four years on Wednesday, Austin's accident, four years. Like, I'm not in control, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't like that. But it's a good place to be. Because when you're not in control, somebody is. And you just got to come to the place where I'm getting to. Jesus, Jesus, oh, for grace to trust you more. God, I want to trust you completely. I can't control the stock market. I can't control who's going to be president. I can't control what my kids are going to do but I can trust you. God wants to bring you to a place where you're trusting him more. You're not trusting the political party. You're not trusting the government. You put your trust in God and God alone.